0: You're listening to Travel Tales with Virgil.
1: Very welcome to part two of our interview with hotelier Brendan Dwyer. Brendan has worked for over 20 years in the hotel industry, and he talks about the current lockdown situation in Spain and the differences between the attitude in Spain and in Ireland and the future of the hotel industry. And he also talks about great hotels in the world and goes into detail about his favourite places in Spain. So we've lots and lots more to talk about.
0: Oh, Grant, yeah, 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 sorry. Do you know just, what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm just I am muttering away to myself my <laughs> in my teaching Spanish. You know what I mean? It's a local pastime ever since COVID kicked in. It's like have a little chat with yourself. You know, I always say that to my kids. It's my father said it to me before when we're getting a bit giddy and mad. And I use it with my kids. It's amazing how you repeat the same but what's uh, the phrase? Anachronism. It's like, listen, will you sit down and have a chat with yourself in front of the mirror? (laughs) Copy yourself on. (laughs) And I I say to my kids the whole time, I say it to them, they look at me with like bewildered Spanish faces, going. What's he saying? You know what I mean? They're bilingual, but he's like, what's his psyche? We, they, don't, they don't get me. It's That's funny it. when you marry, you know, I've cross-cultured, you know, marriages and relationships. Your kids actually don't get you, even though, you know what I mean? They've supposedly, you know, your pure blood running through them. They don't get it. They so look when, at you you, like, oh, <laughs> when you so say they don't,
1: me. when you say they don't get you, that's really interesting because are you saying you got like little Spanish kids who are looking
0: at this Five Irish guy? Spanish kids, this Irish guy going, right, we know he's, he's our father. We got that. I actually kind of look like him, but I don't get him in the <laughs> sense of, you know, when I give an out to them or, 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 or something, you know, I say a sarcastic comment to them or I, you know, I'd be like, eh, don't worry, it's not all negative, but it's the yeah. negative aspects of being a parent. Yeah, they don't get it because yeah. Maria is totally different. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's just a different way of, of, of managing them.
1: And does Maria see any characteristics in them then that are very Irish that surprises her?
0: Yeah, I mean Nora, my daughter, would she would see because she's strong. Pretty strong, strong-willed, um, and um, very headstrong in many ways. You know,
1: that's Some just dogmatic. you. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's <not> me,
0: <laughs> and, that, and that's me. But it's probably my dad in 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 many respects. You know, you know. So it's funny, anyway, the mixture of of, of between the uh, the the two of us.
1: You've been closed um, in thinker Resort for, like, I suppose, pretty much since March. Like, how are you finding it now? It's a long time, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's a long time. And basically, you know, we we, we shut up shop on the 17th of March, St. Patrick's Day, which is a bit bizarre, um, and it uh, was for me anyway. Um, and we opened up for two months in the summer, so the end of July, August, basically mid-September, we closed again. Um, and then we've had a few groups in between, and we just got a confirmation of a few sub-21, you know, uh, international sites are coming in March, um, which will be on a private basis. But yeah, the hotel as such is, 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 has been closed uh, and uh, very eerie to go there when you have a beautiful five-star hotel and it's closed and, you know, um, and sad to see somebody. you know, we've, we've 120 uh, workers between the hotel and, and the golf course and the restaurants, uh, you know, and that's 120 families. You know, so listen, this whole COVID thing and, 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 and the rationale and, you know, everything else is, you know, we've, we've all made sense of it now in many ways. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's the mental health aspect, which we haven't delved in because we're all kind of uh, I, 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 the, the word is not embarrassed, but the word is, 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 is you're shy to talk about it because everyone it, there's not one person, you know, friends or family that you'd have a conversation your has it affected you? Uh, And I think it has, you know, it's impossible not to have been affected when you're used to, you know, walking out that front door uh, and going about your business on a day to day basis, you know, and that could be A to Z, right? Looking after your kids or shopping or could be work, could be, you know, weekend away and, you know, this stems into travel, you know we can't get it into where I still can't. I, I went to Alicante airport twice to pick up people and it's the most eerie place. And that's the fourth biggest airport in Spain. And remember Spain is probably the most visited country in Europe, or I think it's the second in the world with 60 plus million people. Um, and when you see the fourth busiest airport, which is the hub, right. In Valencia um, uh, of huge leisure, you know, between charters and schedule flights and it's dead. It, there's no one, there's about you know two people outside uh, the main front door that, or the, we'll say the four main front doors of that terminal building. And there's no one there. I mean, it's bizarre. The whole, you know, and, and we're not used to saying, right, yeah, book a flight. Oh yeah, let's go to Lisbon for a weekend. Let's go to London for a weekend. Let's go home. Do you know what? I might nick a week, weekend home. Dad, are you around that weekend? Yeah, fine, I've just booked. It's two weekends out. It costs you, what, 200 euros to fly home with, with Ryanair, And that's last minute, right? Um, and so be it. Um, And I miss that. I miss the freedom. I I miss the freedom of travel. uh, And I miss, you know, making choices. Um, And we don't have any choices at the moment, unfortunately.
1: Like um, Panty Bliss was on the radio last night. I was listening to him coming home in the car, pick up my son. And he was talking about how, you know, in Ireland, they say 70% of the population have saved during the lockdown. And he was going that 30% are people who work generally, you know, hospitality or travel and in those industries. And it's like they've forgotten about that, like as if they're expendable, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and I think, I, I think um, you know, you can see it, right? And, and I, I read the Irish news and the journal, you know, the journal app, um, you know, so I, I flick through the Irish news every day and also the ITA, the Irish Travel Agents Association, which we're members of. Uh, because it gives me access to all the travel agents here on their newsletters, etc. So we want when we want to highlight something, I think I use that medium. Um, and between the UK and Ireland, and also then, and I'll just give the flip side: of what's happening in Spain? Yeah. So in UK and Ireland, I think, is the forgotten industry. I, I really I understand that as an island or islands, that you need to protect your borders and priorities come priorities fine. But this is short term. We always knew this is going to be a two-year deal, and it and it is a two-year deal. Basically, at the end of twenty-one, we'll see some you know flickerings in the industry, right? Uh, air travel, you know, the resurgence, etc., and that'll stem into twenty-two, um, and everyone's looking to twenty-two and summer holidays. But it seems like you know the hotels, air, um you know, B um, everything else that goes with it seems to be forgotten about, and the airline industry is just crumbling, um, and 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 that's the. That's the scary part of it. You know, it is. It just seems to be that, you know, there's bailouts, right? 150 million. I think the Irish government gave Aer Lingus. Yeah. So what But 150 million is like a, a, a little drip in, 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 in a pond, right? Uh, you know, and I know we're connected, you know, we're linked in, obviously, part be the British Airways now and Iberia, et cetera. But, you know, it, it's what, it, you know, right here are, are clamoring, but they're clamoring for a reason because it's, 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 it, 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 it's dying, you know the, the airline industry is 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 suffocating uh, because there's not any you know the volume that they need to actually breathe uh, within within that that, that sector. So uh, I, I really think that it's there's there's a very much uh, harsh um, and short term uh, strategy when it comes to you know the governments between the UK and Ireland uh, looking at, the, at at the hospitality sector um, and and within Spain. On the flip side is. Uh, finally some sort of relief is being given to the hospitality sector in, in other words on, on uh, I think they're looking at measures of reducing VAT um, they, they're also giving an injection of capital would say from local governments into into the hospitality sector uh, and help and, and 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 it's a bit of sort of you know listening to the the cries of help for the last year Um Because, you know, uh, Spain is so dominant in in the tourism sector uh, within Europe, but so reliant on it also, you know, it can be classed as a primary, um, you know, uh, industry. Um, But but the restrictions here are being lifted in the last few days throughout Spain. There are certain restrictions. Yeah, the bars and restaurants will be allowed to open up again. But, you know, you're not, we'll say as a family, you're only allowed to sit with two non-members of the family around the table, only tables of maximum six. Uh, the curfew is still from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, in Madrid, they've lifted that to 11 p.m. to coincide with the opening of the bars and the restaurants. So so there's a slight relief now uh, in the country, um, but there's always like strong optimism because tourism is part and parcel of, of of everything that Spain has to offer. And everything like sort of revolves around tourism um you know within 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 the the hospitality sector uh in, in general
1: Like in ireland there was an article Polo Canil I had an article in the irish independent last week saying that around tourism it, the, the language is a little bit toxic at the moment that it's nearly you can't talk about travel or tourism but he said, like places like Spain, where they talk about lockdown at the moment, but they're optimistic about the future. Where Ireland is lacking that a little bit. Have you noticed that, like in Spain? Yeah, I've
0: noticed. That. I actually saw that article. Um, but again, all that is is being being driven by the government and has been the Irish government and has been from day one. You know, everything is 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 is, is you know statistics and mortality rates. And I think it's very sad that we've classed mortality rates as as a stat. So you know that's created a bit of a psychosis in, in many sense, right? In 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 the Irish, um, you know, for the Irish consumer, uh, because being driven by the government. So even that action alone has has sort of made the the whole tourism sector and 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 the the aspiration and the the dream and 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 the positive um, uh, connotations to tourism and international travel. That's killed it. Because people now are afraid. That's, but that's scaremongering by the Irish government. Mm-hmm. And again, this goes back to my earlier comment, Fergal. It's all, we're, we're, we're being way too short term here. I mean, we have to think of the medium term. I know the short term priorities. We took those last year. We continue to take them. The Irish, you know, you've gone into lockdown since since after Christmas and you know, and, and, and probably, you know, being lifted, what, early March. So, so, so or, or generally being lifted from level five down to level four to level three, et cetera. But again, all this has, has, has been turned on, 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 on its head towards the tourism sector and to, to travel. Why can't you think of, you know, like the Spanish do, look towards the summer? I mean, all this is, you know, this comes down to simple, uh, the simple economics of COVID now, because the contagious rate is, is lowering uh, the more there's more vaccinations there's planned vaccinations and 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 they'll start becoming a lot more uh, in volume from from easter time onwards so basically by by june july we should see a controlled effect and the la- and, and and the ending of uh, uh measures of this COVID, which will probably last till the end of the year right but but why shouldn't irish people be allowed to travel from july august onwards why shouldn't you begin be you know you've been locked down practically for a year or three months i mean it's not positive for the country. It's not positive for for your, you know, as we talk about mental health. It's not positive for for the economy. And what I are mean, they, they saying in Spain?
1: Be, what are they saying in
0: Spain? In, in Spain, in Spain is like we're, we're looking towards the summer, basically June, July. We're we're looking to open up borders again, uh, and 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 accept, you know, international tourism into the country because we need it. As remember, the Spanish economy needs it. We can't survive unless we do we do it. Number one, number two is we see it enough safe enough to do it because all the measures are in place uh, from from the airline to the airport to the hotel to to restaurants you know everyone wear a mask it's obligatory to wear a mask when, when you walk outside your abode um so so you know the, the spanish government see it as safe enough for that to happen but see to start the sort of time frame is july august now the other aspect is we won't be curtailed unless we're curtailed when we arrive to another country that we'd be allowed to go international travel. So we'd be able to go to London. We'd go to Ireland, and but again, that depends on on the receiving country. But Spain, as as an inward basis, is opening up for basically from July August. I think we'll 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 definitely be in mode to to receive clients again and and consumer, you know, from from all over Europe. So when was the last time you were in Ireland? Was it- over a year yeah ago. well it was actually it, it was a year ago yeah it was uh, the end of january i did a weekend at the holiday show and uh, the rds uh, we had a stand there and not that it's dublin's massive market for us and i think a resort but you'd always pick up one or two golf groups right of 15 20 guys and mm-hmm. you know there's three or four tour operators in in ireland that that i would know for many years and i always had a strong affiliation with ireland anyway being you know in my roles uh, on a single property or multi-properties or in a corporate role, I'd always do things in Ireland because it's Ireland. And it's, it, mm. was, it was an excuse to go home. It's an excuse to do an event yeah. at the Four Seasons or now the Intercontinental mm. Hotel, or it was an excuse to do you know invite 20 of irish best travel agents in in in, in, a, in a good restaurant the Dublin city center and then have a good drink afterwards so mm. anyway yeah so i went back for a long weekend brilliant weekend in dublin worked for the friday and saturday didn't make it into sunday sent my director of sales in uh and a fantastic night uh, great city very vibrant you know uh, i went back to spain for a week and then I went to the maldives for a week so it was like but that was me. I was never phased by travel or different environments, but not being home in Ireland for a week or sorry, for a year yeah. um, is is very weird. And first of all, I haven't seen my dad, um, but but not to actually come in off that Ryanair flight and say hello to the, to the, to the, to the, to the guards, or, you know, looking know. at your passports and customs the is like, right. yeah, I normally fly into K- Kerry airport because my dad's in Killarney for what, eight, nine years now. Um, so, You know, I miss Ireland a lot because for me, it was always uh, good, great to go home and see people and great grounding, you know, and I miss, uh, miss the country, miss the people and miss the food and miss the crack and miss sitting at a bar having a pint, being honest mean, No one talks about
1: that in a way, you know, we, we all the talk is about in Ireland, all the talk is about not being able to go abroad. But I think sometimes people forget about expats that aren't able to come back to Ireland, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think it was, you know, it was brought to a head uh, at Christmas time, you know, and people say, well, it was right or wrong you know, to open the country, to close country, you know, forget about Christmas, but Christmas is Christmas, New Year's, New Year's, we all have resolutions, we all have aspirations and hopes for, for a new year. Um, but yeah, all the expats who want to come home and can't come home, you know, um, and, and let's say millions, right? For, we're not saying thousands, we're saying millions because when we stem into the US um, and, you know, everyone has a link or everyone has the aspiration to come home because home is, you know, and people sort of mesmerize and talk about the Emerald Island thing. and But it is. Ireland has something special. It's wonderful scenery, uh, great people, fantastic bars, restaurants, service, you know. And it's just a friendly smile, which goes a long way. Uh, and I miss it, to be honest with you. And a week at home in Ireland is, you know, is special. and always has been for the last 24 years since I've been here in Spain, you know. Or wherever I've lived around the world, um, I've always made it home. But going back to the crisis, um, yeah, we got through that. So we've been hit everywhere. You know, it's been a massive challenge um, where we've had to just, you know, on March 14th, Spain was launched into a national emergency. Um, and over that weekend, um, you know, I was ringing the owners as general manager of the resort um, saying we got to close and they were shell shock. You know, and a lot of a lot of people, I think, were in the shell shock. But you know, I wasn't because I've again I've lived through a few uh interesting moments through my higher career. So you know, I've I've sort of gone through the mill of of having crisis moments and crisis plans, and you know, uh, and, and critical path, uh, and 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 what are we supposed to do at a certain moment? So. Um, you know, I had my crisis meeting on Friday afternoon. On Saturday, I had another crisis meeting in the hotel with my executive committee. Uh, and then Saturday afternoon, I was calling the the owner, saying we got to close. And he was in shell shock. He was like, "Well, I'm not going to close unless I'm told to close." And I said, "No, you have to close. You have to close because we are. on It's like an open wound here, uh, where you know we have. We were on 82 percent occupancy for the month of March. It was just." You know, it was probably our best, would probably be our best month in in golf segments throughout the whole year. Uh, And I had um, 115 rooms occupied and I had to, you know, look for a plan B for these 150 rooms. So immediately we just went into crisis mode uh, and said, right, we'll give you until Tuesday evening to to find, you know, uh, an alternative way home. Whether it's the UK or up to Norway or Sweden or Germany or Iceland, and and, and we helped everyone through. We were just like their personal concierge department uh, to 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 find a way home, you know, and free transfers to the airport. And that's important because it's important how, and, and not every hotel, does, and I don't know what was, you know, I'm sure you got some feedback, right, of some hotels in Ireland, how they managed, you know, in closing shop, and some did it very quickly and abruptly. We didn't, because we know there's light, there's always a life after, right? And it's not a Jesus moment and rising after three days, but we know that there's life after, you know, this COVID-19.
1: You're talking about looking after customers there, and I remember talking to you, actually, around that time in March, And you actually had one of the people, one of the people you're looking after was a, was a soccer team, wasn't it from Wuhan of all places? Yeah,
0: exactly. Quite bizarre. Um, And uh, it was actually Rafa Benitez, uh, the manager. um, It was his team. And Rafa came uh, with Valencia many, many years ago to La Finca and also then with Newcastle twice. So he knew the product and I met him actually in, at the end of uh, 18. And I also met him at 19. So It was no surprise that he chose or so having the Chinese, you know, the the probably number one team and from woman, um, you know, was 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 conversations behind the scenes, but we were saying, Will we take it? And and I'm thinking, right, six weeks of business. This is great. You know, this will bring me into mid mid mid-March. Um so so basically it was the all of all of February, 60 rooms all of February and mid-March. And I decided to take it because we were given, they were tested on a daily basis um, and we were given assurances by, you know, um, Chinese doctors and then Spanish doctors who were traveling with Benitez, part of Benitez's team. So I actually had a conversation with Benitez and he said, you know, great to see you again, Brendan. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Um, I said, how's everything going? He says, well, here's the deal for us. He said, I'm actually happy to be back in Spain, happy to be back in Valencia. I'm happy to avoid now what's going on in, in China. You said, you've no idea. The media don't know how strict and the controls are being put into effect, that basically Wuhan has become a prison. So here, here we have is, you know, uh, 50, 50, 50 something Spanish, uh, sorry, Chinese nationals uh, with, with, with a Spanish backroom team and a few Chinese doctors. Um, and we've had them six weeks in the hotel and basically you 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 don't realise they're there because it's you know it, 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 it's, it's just a routine managing football teams you know um, they have their breakfast in a separate area they go off training they come back they have their lunch they go again train in the afternoon and then they're back it was quite bizarre having them last year you know uh, at, the, at the height of the at the uh, the pandemic it was bizarre. And i and there was a zero communication. So I said to my marketing manager, communications manager and the marketing director, I said, Zero. This is not going out. We're not talking about it, even you know, pre and post. They they, they never they never are in that hotel. Because you can imagine the knock on effect. And they actually left a week before a national emergency was declared in in, in, in Spain. So I mean, timings wise great for me business you know that kept me you know with very high occupancy in the month of February and until March but you know PR nightmare right that um, you're saying yeah um, you know from from the origin of of the actual pandemic uh, you know I have I have their main football team in my hotel I mean Christ you couldn't you couldn't write a book about that you know it's just bizarre you know again there's light at the end of the tunnel Hopefully, I mean, listen, there's no crystal ball in this, but uh, I think we definitely do need a digital passport to begin. And I think from then onwards, it'll be a slow recovery. I think 21 will be, you know, a sluggish year, but at least it'll be manageable compared to, Fergal compared to like other crises. we'll get through it. You know, and I think 22 will see an acceleration because everyone, everyone I talk to, even on a professional and a business basis, you know, Everyone everyone wants to travel. Everyone wants to get away. Everyone's thinking, you know, I don't care. I want to go to that X spot where I always wanted to go. Uh and I think and and I think initially we'll do short short haul. I think we'll we'll do a trip, you know. Um for me the trip would be to back to Ireland. Um and my dad's, you know, based in Killarney, so you know, I love Killarney, so um, and um, you know, spend spend a few days in Killarney in the high street and have your your pint at midday, no one, no one, no one even bothers to twitch when you have a pint midday and have a seafood chowder uh, and enjoy is this the, the longest afternoon. you've been out of Ireland, is it? Absolutely. I mean, for you know, I left in nineteen ninety eight, uh, and I'd always go home two or three times a year. And work wise, I'd always go to Dublin twice a year, um, you know, and try because I'd always have good relationship with 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 you know B two B clients in Dublin. I'd be known um over the years and different roles that I've had and what where I've worked but I've always kept in contact with Dublin uh business-wise and then down the country then yeah would be Ennis or Killarney you know um and keeping contact but yeah I, I mean it's bizarre it's really really did you find that tough I, I found it tough um and especially not going home and seeing you know my dad and um and uh friends alike you know so so yeah, I found it very tough to be honest with you. You know, and I love going home. For me, it's grounding. Always has been, even during my heyday of nonstop stop travel. Um, you know, it was always nice to go home.
1: Brendan, how are you doing? How has the pandemic affected you and your
0: company? I'm managing it, but you know, the subconscious level of of the pandemic is is is, is has affected people. You know, it's affected. You know, our social interaction. So it's like, no, no, no. We'll catch up by Zoom, or you know, and and, yeah. and on a social basis, but also on a, on a business basis now. Which is, you know, we, 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 we're seeing the effect of, but we'll see it over the next two or three or four years um, on on meetings. A lot, of, a lot of you know, just flipping over on the hotel side of things. I think the biggest uh, segment that will 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 of the the hotel industry will be the meetings and incentive of corporate events. That that will be massively hit, and I think that will be the slowest to recover because I think the lifestyle, you know, whether it's it's sports or general travel, um, you know, city centre, resort, etc. I think that will pick up quite quickly, you know, from from the end of twenty one, we'll say from September onwards. Or even the summer, but I think some people will be reluctant to travel in the summer as well. It all depends how it's facilitated, right? Uh from an airline perspective and what controls are put in effect. But you know, September onwards, I think we'll see a big pickup on the leisure, um, you know, um cultural side of, of of business picking up again. Uh, but I think meetings and incentive won't begin, you won't see it begin to to pick up, I think, from twenty-two onwards, you know. Well, will business travel recover? Will, but it'll be quite slow. Do you
1: think for your business, is it much harder trying to build relationships over Zoom
0: than um,
1: partner, Or can it be done?
0: It can be done on a B2B basis, right? So you can talk to tour operators, I can talk to agents, like, you know, I'm easily done, yeah, by Zoom talking to an agency. But how are you going to convince, apart from digital media, that clients to you know, to make their way. So, again, before it was like a mixture of, well, you know, let's entice the client over. Or even part and parcel of the business, just to give you an insight, you know, how we used to confirm business on a group's businesses. Yeah, fine, here's the quote. And then we entice the the b2b client over to your resort and once you have over your resort then it's game on right then you're showing them your product uh you're whining dining you're doing the wowzers, you're doing showing you know selling you know and pushing all the buttons uh and and uh, for your unique selling points right on your resort and normally it works that's why you're in the mix of things right and your personality comes through but as you said rightly a good question how is that going to be transcended on a digital visit difficult difficult so we're taking a big sort of piece out of the jigsaw especially for the meetings and incentive um business which on a resort it's 10 15 right it's not a big player but but again there's a massive onus on on digital marketing now and i think there's going to be a massive push from somewhere onwards where you know we finally get over this this hurdle of yeah we've all been you know we've had the vaccine we're supposedly immunized uh and i think you know, and I saw on a lot of it's beginning, I saw on the ITA, the Irish Travel Agents Association, they have, you know, we're members in La Finca Resort of that. Uh, and they have their own digital newsletter. But I just saw pop up this morning that that will we have a digital passport now because we've been, you know, we've had the vaccine. I think it's the only way to go saying, you know, Fergal O'Keefe has has been vaccinated. Um, and, you know, you've been vaccinated, it's What be you've been immunized. Um, And why not? You know, why can't you travel now? Why do you have to go into confinement? Why can't you have a free flow of where you want to go and how you want to travel, you know, and when, etc. So yeah, interesting stuff. I mean, it's the biggest, this is the biggest challenge in the travel industry ever
1: when were you in madrid did you work in
0: madrid i did i i i was in madrid uh in 2000 in september 2004 uh until june 2005 and i was there to open up an intercontinental hotel in southern spain but obviously all the business was out of madrid um but just as a matter of interest
1: having worked you know, on the coast versus Madrid. Is there a difference?
0: Oh, absolutely. Or- Similar as like, oh, as I talked about London before as well on the corporate side. Madrid is very formal. It's generally, um, as they say in Spanish, señorial, which means sort of um, middle to middle upper class. It's very business-like. Um, it's, it's um, you know, they, they everyone dresses up quite well. It's it's, it's good, quite a good, good quality of life and, and, and well-being in, in Madrid in general. Madrid, I would recommend to anyone. I mean, it's one of those cities where it's nonstop. You could be in Madrid and during the day visit, you know, either museums or parks um, and or, or shopping uh, or food experiences, you know, the, on a gastronomy basis. It's amazing the tapas and the variety you have, right, of good top-end Mediterranean cuisine. Um and some edgy stuff as well and Nouvelle Cuisine and, 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 and some good you ones.
1: Uh, you've just reminded me of a story where I was in Madrid with Emer and my aunt, Auntie Anne.
0: Right. And
1: um, I, they wanted to go to bed early so I said I'd pop out for one nightcap. As you and do. I was, <laughs> as I do. And I was walk. I was walking past this hotel. It was the goalie, the Real Madrid goalie is in a little square white hotel and the it, he had just opened this hotel. It was the opening night of this hotel. Right. Five Casillas, hotel. no? Casillas yeah.
0: Casillas, yeah.
1: So I literally was walking past it and, and there was like a little lift, a separate area with a lift. Right. And people, and like red carpet and cameras and people were going in and out. So I just strolled up. No one stopped me. So I just went into the lift, was brought upstairs and it was the opening night and upstairs it's all um, rooftop villas, individual right. little rooftop okay. rooms, suites. Yeah. Um with a with a pool with a party. And <laughs> I was, Ooh, in, and you it, just was the it in, night. You just just stayed stayed in perfectly. In. Absolutely and all the rooms all the rooms were open and there was parties going on in all the rooms. That's fantastic. And I just happened to be strolling. Just, that's the thing about the Irish, you know. You you if you just if you just I always say if you look like you're supposed to be going somewhere, generally you can get in anywhere.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know what? It's it's great hotels in Madrid. Um mm. but but great nightlife. I mean Madrid, they have the Latin Quarter. Um where you could be out in Madrid. And why I'm saying it, I'll tell you why is because you'd be there till four or five in the morning. No problem in Madrid, right? Um, you know, clubs and uh late bars, everything and anything, and different, you know, jazz bars to salsa to to you know to to you know sort of deep house, music, whatever, right? You choose, whatever, whatever, whatever you're in the mood for. Um and great food and drink, right? So and a great atmosphere, relatively safe. I always found, found Madrid safe. In difference to that is is Barcelona. Barcelona from twelve o'clock at night goes very very quiet, uh, and a lot of things close down, and a lot of people will have said, "Oh yeah, it's so contemporary and it's cool and the Gaudi buildings." And yeah, during the day, great. And but I don't find actually again, and maybe I'm being biased now, but I don't find the whole Catalan scene and the whole Barcelona scene that friendly and welcoming. I think they've been spoiled for many years since the Olympics. Uh, it's not safe. I've, I've had highest, you know, when I was in charge of global sales, I used to organize when of those big trade shows going on there and we'd have 40 hotels come into town. There was not one time we didn't have an episode of someone being mugged or their bag being stolen. I mean, or their passport being stolen, their watch been stolen or something. All of a something happened. You know, so I've, you know, and I've been out in Barcelona back and forth. I've worked for an owning group and they were based there and I never really liked it, to be honest with you. Yeah, food-wise, yeah, great, some great restaurants and, 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 and themes. But again, they lose it in, 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 in their mannerisms. And 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 I always would recommend anyone to go to Madrid over. Now, if we talk about Spanish cities and I've traveled quite a bit over Spain, Seville is just, just, just out of this world, right? From even a cultural and, and gastronomic basis, but even the friendliness of, of the people and the general environment in Seville is is just amazing. Um, uh, Cordoba, also an amazing place, and you wouldn't find that many tourists in Cordoba, so it's quite cool. And then Granada is, is you know, skiing during the winter and then during the summer, or sorry, in the springtime uh, or autumn period, you know, Granada City with the Alhambra and also then, you know, so many Bars and, what about and where restaurants. You are,
1: where, where you live now? Yeah, i basically. Yeah, so, where would you Europe,
0: recommend? I would recommend Murcia City. I mean, Cartagena is a small. It's like Cork. It's about two hundred thousand people. It's a small city centre. I mean, great depth uh, in culture. Uh, you know, the, with the the Carthaginians and and the Romans when when they fought, um, uh, and and it's a strategic port. Uh, and we have uh, one of the one of probably one of the best uh, preserved amphitheaters, Roman amphitheaters, here in 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 in, in Catechina also. Um, so very strong influence of of, of Roman culture and, and Roman ruins, which, you know, um, you'd have glass floors, you know, so you could, you know, a lot of shops have glass floors that they're still, you know, built on. Uh, great, great, gas, you know, tapas restaurants, bars, very safe here in Catechina. But as a bit more light life and a mixture of that, plus more uh, would be Murcia City. Great city, very safe. Um, 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 great central cathedral. And around that, then you have all like, it's called Plaza Flores, which is like all tapas bars and restaurants around that, that pawn off it. Uh, great shopping, great value for money. Uh, yeah, Murcia is great. But I'm talking about you know, if you flew into, you know, into into Spain and say, right, where would I go? I would recommend fly into Madrid and then get the fast train. It's called the AVE, AVE, uh, AVE, fast train. And you'll be down in Seville in two hours and then stay in Seville for a few nights and then come back up to Madrid and fly out. I mean, that's a great weekend or long weekend. Uh, and then in southern Spain, you know, you have Seville, which which is amazing. But then going on to city breaks, which we did recently last year is, um, or yeah, two years ago now, before um, uh, the pandemic, uh, we, we did Lisbon and uh, Porto in Portugal. And I would recommend that as new places to go, because yeah. when you say, where where would you recommend where people to go on, on city breaks? Apart from Madrid, I would say fly into Lisbon. What a cool city. Just a great vibe about it. Relatively cheap. Good hotels, safe, food wise. Oh my god! see, like there's food markets. Um, you get to tram around the city. Uh, you're by the sea. It's it's, it's awesome, right? And then por- uh, Porto, or as they say in Spain, Spanish to say a Porto. Um, it, 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 it's just like uh, I went for uh, it's 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 a romantic getaway. It's 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 I would say Lisbon be more a boys' getaway, and then you know the romance would be in in a Porto. Um, uh,
1: so can I can I ask you a quick so like literally this is going to be a quick 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 fire um <laughs> quick fire round I'm just going to ask you your fate like you've, you've given me the names right favourite hotel so I'm just going to ask you five questions and you just give me a quick named hotel and quick word about each one we'll start off with your your favorite hotel
0: my favorite hotel on, on all aspects was would be the hilton london uh churchill um just off um in portman square um just just an amazing it's it's it, it's a welcoming hotel it, it personifies london uh i spent many years working in london so it was, for me it's just between the afternoon tea to the the having your gin and tonic in the churchill bar to the welcoming experience, the level of service um, is just amazing.
1: Okay. And outside of Europe?
0: Outside of Europe, I put the grand high at Hong Kong because I, I think it was, I went there in 2002. We, we went from to Hong Kong and then to Bali. Um, and uh, Bali, I didn't talk about Bali. Bali is like is, is amazing also. Um, but um, I loved, I the biggest impression was made was being shot up to the 28th floor, being given a suite, an upgrade, um, and looking out at the Hong Kong harbour uh, with a bottle of Moet Shandon, you know, strawberries dipped in white chocolate, which seems a classic. But for me, I was, what age was I? I? was 27 and I was just new to the whole travel industry and working for High. And I was like, wow, I love this company. I love travel. There's some, you know, and it made the biggest impression. And again, I was sucked in by the whole, the view and the luxury of it all. So
1: and next city break hotel.
0: Yeah, I put I put the end as um, uh, in. in, in, I thought it's a very cool hotel in Fifth Avenue in New York. Uh, When it opened up, we did a lot of sort of fam trips with, you know, with with B2B clients and and corporate clients and meetings and stuff. We need to put it on the map. Uh, Cool rooftop um, bar, etc. View Brian Park. Um very sort of Brian Park is the cool place to be in New York, um and it's all happening there and good cafe and terrace areas, etc.
1: Okay, resort hotel?
0: Resort hotel, um yeah, it's, it's, Christ, I've been to a few. Uh I put the Hyatt Siva in Cancun because I think it just and that was my first time doing that whole American resort thing where you'd have the, the, the foam bath party going woo <laughs> you know all that crap going on in the pool, and they're drinking, and you know some other shenanigans going on, which I can't say on, 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 on live radio. Um, so, so you know that 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 was going on, and then you had the one star Michelin and then you had the, the the cool Balinese beds on the beach, uh, and then you had the um, the the snorkeling and the diving courses going on in another pool, and then you had an infinity pool where you know you get served in a bar and an affinity pool. So I had the whole resort thing and I thought, this is an American resort and it's good and and it was a cool experience.
1: Yeah. So next, the most luxurious hotel you've stayed in?
0: Uh, What did I... Probably, probably, probably... God, I mean, I was lucky with with with, with Hyatt uh, to stay in a few, but I put the Maldives. I probably put the Conrad Maldives. I did I mean, actually.
1: Do you, want, what, do you want me to tell you? What did you, I say? You said the Park Hyatt Paris. Oh, in Vendome. Vendome.
0: Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's opulence at the Hyatt's level. I mean, for me, it was I like the, the Maldives was it was the high end, but the, but the Park Hyatt Vendome. It's again, it's a thousand euros a night. That's beside the, the Ritz in Paris against Plage Vendome uh beautiful it has its own its original scent it has it's a two-star Michelin restaurant i mean for breakfast there you know it's not a chill out breakfast area it's very very formal it's it's the high end of Paris high end of international travelers it's the discerning guests uh it's just ridiculous the room it's just like the most luxurious room um with with with, with best high-end amenities to walk-in showers to jacuzzi to it's just ridiculous. Everything is gold taps, and uh, it, again, it, it was the for, sort of flagship of luxury of Hyatt within within uh, Europe, yeah. you know. Uh, and and actually, it was, and, and and it's not. It's one, It wasn't my favorite experience. It, it was I know, something it that was I, just, I, I, just have to say, what is it was yeah. high end. Actually, luxury. that leads
1: me on to another one: um, the most luxurious meal in a restaurant abroad.
0: Uh, Three star Michelin. Um, Park Hyatt, New York uh, just opened up and they have a I think it was a two-star, three-star uh, Michelin and that was extreme in the sense of not of what you're seeing in the menu but you're seeing of the presentation and how sort of
1: Did you enjoy uh, it?
0: I didn't because and I'm not saying I'm a bacon and cabbage, typical sort of Irish guy, mm-hmm. which is probably my favorite meal in the world that my mother, God lover, her, uh, used to prepare for me. But um, I didn't because it was, it was just, it was too formal. It, you know, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, we were looking at a plate. It was a hologram of, 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 of the dish. And then we were seeing it on a, on a virtual 4D basis around us. And then we were served it. Wow. So you're
1: probably starving while you're looking.
0: Yeah, and, and and you know, you the, I listen, I, I had a really good conversation with, with one of our American virtuoso clients, you know, which is the top end uh, luxury agent in, or luxury agent group in in the US. But they, um, yeah, I just talked my way through it. But it's not that I, I enjoyed it. But, yeah, it was at the Park High, at the Park High in New York, which is, again, it's another $1,200 so a night. On, on the other side of the coin,
1: is there some meal, like, in a hut or in a regular restaurant that stands out in your head then the exact opposite? Every time so. I go
0: home, every time I go home, whether it's Ennis or... Killarney's more Killarney, because my dad lives in Killarney after you know you retired from the guards and stuff. We he moved my mother passed away. So then he sort of moved down to Killarney. So that's where that's where the family home is now. But yeah, every time I go, um, you know, there's a few joint uh, sort of haunts that we would go to, but almost on the menu of the day would be bacon and cabbage, and I would ask for bacon and cabbage. You? I would have it. Yeah, I would have it about three times during the week I'd be at home. Uh, and I go for the Irish stews and you know, I would go for the old dishes that, you know, that we would, we were luckily enough to be, to be well looked after at home, you know, by, by, yeah. you know, uh, and I would go for home cooked food. Mm-hmm. Um, now I wouldn't be, a, um, um, you know, now just one last hotel to mention, right. And I, and again, I'll stop one of the, the, the other types of experience and, and, and uh, would be, um, a hotel like, uh, the hotel Europa in Killarney. Which has an spa, and that is one of the best, probably best spas I've ever visited in the world. Oh, really? Yeah, Absolutely. amazing. I mean, it's just out of this world. The spa concept, uh, and it's outside Killarney. It's the Hotel Europa, and another one is Glen Eagles, open uh, Scotland, which has w- w- numerous awards as part of uh, the NS Moore collection now. Uh, but the, the 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 managing director is ex Hyatt. I worked with him in London. Um, uh, Connor O'Leary, uh, Irish descent as well, but um Connor, uh, I went there for what was about three years ago. I went there for a weekend. Amazing Glen Eagles, you know. It's the the apart from the golfing experience, which mine is never that good. Um, but uh it's just the 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 whole level of service and the environment you are uh, your your winning is just second to none. So that's that's my type of holiday you know, where I'm looking for an experience of any, anywhere you go. But I love the countryside as well, you know, and especially being in southern Spain, which is hot and arid and, you know, um, nice coastline, but interior is is, is very dry. Um, uh, I love going to back to the countryside and maybe to my roots.
1: Perfect. Well, we have covered some ground here. So there's just one last question that I ask everybody that I want to ask you. And it's if you close your eyes and take four deep breaths, allow yourself to think of your happy place from your travels, where would that be
0: and why? Uh, Happy place for me, I've had a lot. Uh, Probably is the one that, I again, I mentioned again is the biggest impact to me is the Maldives. Um, Closing my eyes, probably lying out on a late afternoon on a sun deck on relatively private beach looking out onto the onto the water, uh hearing the, the the palm trees rustle behind you. Absolute quietness. You're at peace of mind. You're at peace with yourself. You're at, you know you're enjoying one of the most natural wonders of the world. Uh and you know ten steps away you're 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 in the Atlantis of your imagination of you know of of tropical fish and you know manta rays and bloody sharks, which scared the hell out of me, but, but, you know, uh, that's the place where, where when I get stressed out or if I want to imagine a place and here's, here's just a little bit of an insight into my imagination. When I like somewhere, I, I get scared if I feel I can never visit or experience that place again. So I I never take I always say it to my wife Maria we're not taking Maldives off. She said let's go somewhere different. I said right we're not taking it off the off the table. It's somewhere we will go back to but maybe not in the next few years because we've done it twice over the last 3. But but there's more places to to visit. But I always get scared if I can feel that I you're sitting on the lakes of Killarney, um you know um in the Castle Hotel um so so you know that you feel that you can never go back to. That's the scary thing about tra- travel Because you close your eyes, you think, I'm never gonna see this place again. You know? There that's you go. That's a lovely
1: idea. So uh, thank you so much, Brendan. Your your love of your job and your love of travel is really shone true. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Fergal, and thanks for having. Me. I really appreciate it. I would
1: ask if you could please subscribe to Apple Podcast. So a new episode will appear in your library every week. I would also really appreciate if you could leave a rating and a review as it helps others to discover this podcast. To find out who's on every Tuesday, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Travel Tales with Virgo. Stay safe and keep dreaming of future travels. Travel Tales with Virgo.